What up, Oasis people? Hey. What up? Back with another episode of the Oasis podcast. It's me, Brennan. To my right, I got Dylan. And then to my left, I got Jaina. Hey. <laughs> I was about to say my name. I, when said I stole it. it. Um, no, and we're going to do another podcast. And we're talking about home for the holidays because we're right in the midst of the holiday season. You're coming off the back of Turkey Day, otherwise referred to as Thanksgiving. Um <laughs> And then we're going into Christmas, otherwise referred to as Jesus's birthday. So we're we're in the midst of two of the the major holidays, right? Like he, so it's like the whole thing's a blur. And for most of us, uh, if you're a college student, you're going to be going home for the holidays when you finish school, or you're going to do something. Uh, and then for young adults, even there's like a lag a lot of times in businesses, and like you get a couple days, extra days off, or maybe you get the whole week during the holiday season. So we want to talk about when you go home and you're with family or you're back in your OG community, whatever that looks like, how do, how do you do that and how do you do that well? But before we do that, mm-hmm. let's talk Christmas and what is something you guys are asking for? What's on the Dylan, Jaina, Brennan Christmas wish list? You in verse? Um, <clears throat> I have this this habit of shoot for the stars because why not? <laughs> And so yeah, your lists are ridiculous. Yeah, I'll always send anybody my Christmas list, which is the stupidest thing ever. And you go in with low expectations, and if you get surprised, great. So I put on four brand new 2023 vehicles on there. Um, and four of them. Yeah, just uh, options. Yeah, if you wanted to switch it up, there's. Uh, is there a different price range? It's like yeah, 10k, 15k, well, 40k. No, it like... starts at like 35, goes up to like 60. So, I mean, you get a a, a breath. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some, some so cameras. That, that, that's what that's what you're saying is on your list. Yeah. For anybody cars, listening, cameras, coffee, three C's. <laughs> cars, cameras, coffee. nice. I like that. that. Jane, what about you? Dylan's life. My list looks nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't shoot for the stars. No, I don't. My family, we try to limit to like spending like thirty dollars a piece on each of yeah, us. Yeah, same. Um, so mine stuff's pretty chill. But I want a crock pot, but a small one, like a one quart oh. one for like dips and stuff. Because yep. I have a big one, but like so I don't need like three quarts of buffalo chicken dip you didn't know this but you just you just triggered me because as a male married to a female we currently have three crock pots okay a small one for dips a medium one for who knows what and then a big one (laughs) and for the last two years my wife has put on her christmas list an instapot and i'm sitting there (laughs) thinking we have three crock pots like what do we need an instapot for but i don't get it well, I'd trade and we have my, an air fryer. I'd trade my, my Instant Pot for your small crock pot if you want. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You should do I don't use up. my Instant Pot. <laughs> you see? And she's like, we'd use it all the time. I'm like, really? Like, we don't even <laughs> use two of these three cro- crock pots. <laughs> we just sit down in the cabinet. But anyways, so crock pot. That's a good one. Okay. What's on your list, Brennan? Um, I got a lot of things on my list. So here's what I do. If, pro tip for you. To curb impulse buying in myself. Every time I ever want something, January through December, I write it on my notes tab in my phone. And then when it comes to Christmas time, I have a huge list of things <laughs> over the year that I have at one point wanted. So there you go. You don't have to get to December and be like, man, my parents yeah. are asking for a Christmas list. It's like, no. Last January, I saw this sweatshirt <laughs> at Kohl's and I was like, I want that. So I wrote it in a thing. You but, so you only put things that you wouldn't buy yourself? I don't buy myself like anything. Of you? Okay. So like, I mean... Like there's like underwear on my Christmas list because I'm like I'm not gonna buy that you know I'll just wait till Christmas like I'll just make this pair you don't of underwear one guy walking through Walmart with just a bag of underwear in his hand no dude I I just I mean underwear are expensive it's yeah, like yeah, it's 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 like I'm not gonna buy that for myself I'll just make whatever I have last until December and then I'll have my mom buy it for me okay or like uh, like clothes it just 
I don't know. It's like, oh, that's right, cool, but enough. what do I do? I need it. Anyways, so the thing I'm asking for that's not some of the lame stuff is I have always wanted... It's like been one of my childhood dreams to own a ping pong table. Hmm. And right now we have a basement that has nothing in it, pretty much. Um, there's just two of us. And so why we have a basement, I don't I don't know. It came with the house. But, <laughs> uh, but there's nothing down there. And so like I've been trying to... like. Yeah. Last year it was on there, but it ended up not happening. And so we'll see. So put it back on. We're, we're praying about it. We'll see what happens. Got the basement for all those future kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's what we want. If you guys are wanting to chip into the fund, um, get Dylan a forty thousand dollar Ford Bronco. Um, you know, you know where to hit us up at. So let's start with this: if the holidays can be super happy for some, right? Like it's just the best time of the year, but for other people, they can also be like really hard. Yeah. And a piece of that is simply like family dynamics and community and and what your holiday season looks like. Uh, and Thanksgiving coming off the back of that, some people, you just got a little bit of like a, a taste of it. You know, you just were maybe with your family a little bit and felt some of the unease or the anxiousness or you were with them and you were so excited and happy to be with them. And so now you either long for or dread the fact that Christmas <laughs> is coming up um, and Christmas being this thing that's a little bit longer. Chances are it could be more of whatever it's already been at Thanksgiving. So we want to ask the question, how do we go home for the holidays in a Christ-like way? And yeah. what do we have? Five, six, five, five points that have of course oasis sub points that will <laughs> encourage you on what it looks like to go home for the holidays in a christ-like way go for it uh the first one is to practice gratitude uh first thessalonians five eighteen says give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus uh, so no matter whether your family situation your your holidays at home um is hard or good like gratitude is still a command it's something that we're supposed to practice um and it also has the uh, effect of changing the situation that you're in that mm. it, like if being home is really hard it also can change your perspective um by, by being thankful and, and grateful for the things that you get to be in like, like that you get to be home with family that you get to have those opportunities that can change your perspective for the better that that can turn mm-hmm. that hard in, into something a little bit hopefully more bearable um but also if it's good i mean in the good seasons like we can tend to like forget god or, or just leave him off to the side but being continually grateful for those good things, for those good seasons, continue to bring you back to a right perspective and, and just yeah. continue to focus on God. That's good. Yeah. What would you guys say is something for you that helps prompt or remind you to be grateful? Do you have something like that? Or like a tip you'd say on like, hey, if, if it is hard for you, something that's worked for me to practice gratitude in the hard, like you have something? I've done like the daily like reminder just on the reminder app mm-hmm. on iPhone of just like, to take a minute to be grateful or mm. to like write down something that I'm grateful for. Yeah. When for, I've struggled with it before. That's one of the things I've done. For me, I think the the, the consistency of journaling is probably mm-hmm. my biggest tool when it comes to gratitude because it's just part of the way I journal. I'm just trying to get a couple things in there that I'm grateful for every day. And if I do that consistently when I'm home for the holidays and it could feel hard, um, I'm, I'm in the practice of gratitude. Um. I don't journal and my reminder staff has zero authority over my life. So um, my, I, I'll usually uh, find it uh, easiest to be grateful in stuff is like when I, I go out on like a prayer walk and I start and I say like, I want to start with being grateful before like I ever bring my request before God. And then I'll say, oh, I'm thankful for this. And then it just snowballs. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm grateful for this and this and this and this. And then you start to realize, oh, Okay, this is this is pretty nice. This is pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Um, 
So just even starting like in that prayer, just spending that, you know, away time with God. I would, I don't know if I recommend a prayer walk in December, but <laughs> um, where you're going for Christmas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, on the beach. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Christmas in Florida. That'd be nice. The second thing we would probably say is just seek Jesus personally when you're mm-hmm. home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so easy that when you change location or you change people people that you're around or you even change just normal routine to get thrown off of what you would typically do. So John 15, 5 is the one where uh, Jesus tells us, I am the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me and if I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that I think should be one all of us have on the mm. tip of our tongue or right on the forefront of our mind as we go home for the holidays. That is just like, when routines and rhythms and, and normal practices of life kind of get thrown out the window because you're celebrating a holiday, make sure you're still spending that time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you might not have an hour to sit down and to, to dive deep into scripture, but even if it's the five-minute car ride from your house to your grandma's house, or even if it's the, um, yeah, just the morning when you wake up before the hecticness of opening presents, like taking that time to to say the prayers, to, to sit with him in quiet, to listen to the worship song, to read a quick devotional. Like those little moments of trying to stay connected to the vine will go so far in helping you flourish um, when you're back home. Mm-hmm. I'd also say that, so like you, I mean, you mentioned that like the changing of rhythm, like the, the throwing off of mm-hmm. literally everything that is routine, like you can like be harmed by that and like, just throw everything off that that you had built up. Yeah. But you can also use it as an extreme benefit of like a reset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Like I'm so excited to go back home for Christmas because I get a reset and I get to continue to refine like, okay, what are my routines? Mm -hmm. And then I get to build up a routine to launch myself well into next year. Yeah. So as you go home, like you're probably going to have hopefully a little bit more time than like, especially if this past semester was hard. Like if work got busy, if school was, was busy and chaotic, like, Take this time to like slow down, focus on those routines and be really, really intentional with building those up so that when mm-hmm. you come back next semester, like you are already like working hard in those routines, like you're acclimated to them and you're, you're finding the fruit in them. That's good. You could also use that time to try new ways of connecting with yeah. God that maybe aren't part of your routine. So maybe you've never done a prayer walk before. What would it look like to do something like that or um, to spend a certain amount of time in solitude or to worship through music or just try something different. Like you're Mm -hmm. already out of your routine. Mm -hmm. And so maybe instead of trying to force something that, you know, feels comfortable, try something new, see how, how it goes. Maybe Mm -hmm. it might be something really, really beneficial. Yeah. And like for me, the routine is literally, I I mean, I wake up at the same time almost every day for the whole semester. I go to work, I sit at my desk, I open my Bible. I spent like, so when I don't go to my desk, it's like, Oh man, now what do I do? You know, or like, (laughs) Or like, oh, I don't have cool beans to go to on Monday morning after a, a heavy Sunday night. And like, oh, what coffee shop do I go to? I, you know, there's that <laughs> that hard part of it too. So when you lose some of your space or some of your normal routines, it's like I can sometimes fall into the sinkhole of, okay, I missed one day. It's already a sunk cost. I'll just get back to it when yeah. I get back to Brookings. <laughs> you know, like that, yeah. I can get into that mindset. It's like, oh, well. I didn't wake up at seven. I actually woke up at eight thirty, and so when I typically would read my Bible's mm-hmm. already passed, and so I'll just get it tomorrow, and I'll wait. Yeah. But then you sleep in again, and so it's, mm-hmm. it's so easy to just mm-hmm. throw it all out the window and just step into old habits or old practices, yeah. or to really get lazy in the midst of um, mm-hmm. the holiday. 
I also think about before we, we move on, sometimes the disruption isn't necessarily just a change of space or change of uh, like our time frame, but mm-hmm. may, it's the people that are around us. Totally. Mm-hmm. So maybe now you used to wake up and spend time immediately in the word, but you wake up and your mom wants you at breakfast. Yeah. So what does it look like to have that conversation maybe with those people? Say, hey, could while we're eating breakfast, could we like read this together? Or, yeah. mm-hmm. hey, could I have like five, 10, 20 minutes at this time during the day to do this? And if you've already, if you're in a Christian home, that could be something really, really awesome to yeah. share with your family. And if if you're not, that might be a really cool opportunity to just share with those around you what God's doing and why this is important to you. So good. And I even think about like what it what it could be to have accountability when you're home. So if mm. you know you're someone who struggles to connect with Jesus when you go home for the holidays, having a friend who maybe is with you in Brookings or wherever you're listening, who will text you. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning and be like, hey, did you spend time with Jesus? Do you spend time with Jesus? And then, then you know the text is coming. So it's mm-hmm. another reminder and another prompt to help get you over the hurdle of losing some of that routine and rhythm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Super good. Let's do the third one. Okay, yeah. So that this flows really nicely from what you're just talking about. But stay connected to a Christ-centered community. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so in Hebrews, we get this command, Hebrews 10.25, to do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And when we get out of our routines, you don't have small group on Monday night. You don't have Oasis or Grace Point to go to on Sunday. It can be easy to, to lose um, that Christian community for that season and that yeah. time that you're in. And so make it a priority to, to go to church. Maybe you go to a different church that you've never been to before or the church you grew up in that your family still goes to, but go to church and allow yourself to, to learn to worship wherever you are. Maybe yeah. it's not your preferred style or, or something of that nature, but how can you see God in that and how can you allow him to speak to you through the church setting? Mm-hmm. Um, because the corporate gathering of God's people is so, so vital and important to our development and our growth as people and as Christians. Um, But then how do you stay connected to Christian friends? Uh, Whether that's people from home that you're going back to, that you haven't talked to in a while, you could get together, talk about life, talk about faith, or maybe it's Christian friends from here that you're not physically with, but you need to make a priority to connect to. So you text each other uh, to remind each other for that accountability, or you take time to call, or you do like a group FaceTime or whatever mm-hmm. with your um, your roommates or your friends or whatever, just to hang out and have fun um, and to continue to have that Christian community around you. Because it can be really easy, especially if you're stepping into um, a setting where it's not Christ-focused, to easily isolate from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, probably one of the things that Satan wants to try to pull you into and is going to hit you really hard of, of trying to to isolate you from that Christian community because Satan knows how powerful and important it is. Yeah. And and some of this one probably goes more towards the person who's taking a longer Christmas break, the college student who's home yeah. for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're just going home for three days during Christmas, you probably don't have to really freak out about not <laughs> seeing your roommates or your Christian friends for three days. Like yeah. you're going to be okay in that. But if you're home for a month and you haven't connected with Christian community in a month, you that's dangerous. Yeah. That's really a hard spot to be in. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who... They maybe ex- are a part of Oasis or Grace Point or something mm. like that, and they go home to a more, a, a different style of church that they they were maybe raised in. Like I think we have this a lot in our context mm-hmm. that people are raised in more liturgical, more traditional, um, maybe older congregations, mm-hmm. different styles of worship, and now they come to um, experience God in this way. Mm-hmm. And then for the holidays, like they're trying to go back and do Christmas Eve service, but they're reading from the bulletin or they've pulled out the hymnal. Um, and none of that stuff is bad, but how yeah. do you, how do you encourage someone to still worship in the midst mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. Uh, check your, your attitude in your heart before you step in. 
um, it can be really easy to be like, oh, I know this is going to be outdated or boring or they don't got good worship people or, you know, like it can be easy to have Versus those. on the keys, just like <laughs> yeah. melting it Aunt out. Sally. <laughs> yeah, but, but check your attitude. Say, okay, I know this isn't going to be my preferred, but how can I see God in everything that takes place? Mm. So in the liturgy, like what's so significant about this? Why do we say this over again, over again? Or these hymns, I maybe you can't sing along, but can you look at those words and like intentionally read them or like any part of, of that gathering, God is there because that is the gathering of his people. Mm -hmm. And God is a lot more than your preferred style of church gathering. And so allow him to teach you and Mm -hmm. to, to um, shape you and allow you to see things differently. Totally. It's going to help you grow. And yeah. Well, and Satan in his, desire to steal, kill, and destroy is going to want to steal that moment of worship from you. Yeah. So if he mm-hmm. can tempt you towards judgmentalism or if he can tempt you towards arrogance that says my church does it better or this pastor doesn't know what he's talking about or this worship is terrible yeah. or you, you walk in with this critical spirit, um, it's going to try to, he's going to use that to steal that moment of worship mm-hmm. for you. But if you walk in and you say, yeah, I know this can be different. And I know this isn't my preferred and maybe I grew up this way and there is maybe some emotions and bitterness in that, like saying, okay, but how can I still worship here? And just Mm -hmm. asking the Lord that question and, and taking in what is an open, um, honest and, and hopeful spirit can be so important. Yeah. And when I grew up in a like liturgical church and like after I like had came here and like really, really, really started diving into my faith when I went back, I actually enjoyed it more than Mm. like, Mm. I did. Like, I thought church was so boring. Like, I'd always mm-hmm. bully my parents in the back row because I was so bored. <laughs> but now, like, going back, like, being a more mature in my faith, like, I got to appreciate it a whole lot more. Yeah. And it was, like, still an awesome time. And it was different. And, like, <laughs> I wasn't, of course, my preferred. Mm-hmm. But, like, I thought it was still beautiful. And it was still super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other part of it, I would say, is, like, with the Christian friends, um, it's easy to say, well, I'll just see him when I get back for the next semester, or I'll see them in two weeks when I come back from, from this holiday break from work. But part of the hard part is that if, th- if that's your accountability system, if those are the people you lean on, a lot of ways that becomes your family wherever you're living if you're not living yeah. in the same context as your family. And those people give you so much structure and, and, and growth and love and stepping away from that, even for two weeks it can be really hard. So it might seem silly, like, hey, I haven't seen you in four days. Can we FaceTime? <laughs> but that might be the spark that gives you like, hey, you you FaceTime your small group leader. You FaceTime with your small group. You FaceTime with your accountability partner. You FaceTime with your roommate. And like, mm-hmm. that might be just the conversation you need to continue to live in a mm-hmm. Christ-like way back back in where you're at. Yeah. Like it, it, Sometimes people just give us so much life. So mm-hmm. make sure not to ignore the people who give you life. Yeah. I I think one of our Oasis groups a couple of years ago did this, but um, through the Christmas break, they still met at their normal time. They mm. just all FaceTimed in together mm. and had small group. And I was like, that's mm. so cool. Like you could take an hour, half an hour, whatever you want to do. They might've done it differently, but yeah. to connect with those people and FaceTime and continue those relationships. Yeah. When so much else is changing and in, in like routines and rhythms, yeah. anything you can mm-hmm. keep consistent to help your vibrant, with G- vibrant walk with Jesus is probably a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do another one. Um, you need to rest well. Um, mm. Like you were saying, like after the possibility of like this semester was really hard, like work got caught up, school got caught up. Um, we, we need to rest. It's something like we're human. Like we are not created to go 100% for 100% of the time. Um, and so that, that looks like following um, Jesus's model of rest. Like he 
consistently throughout the Gospels, you'll see that Jesus retreated um, to the silent places to, to meet with God in the mornings. Yeah. Like after any big thing that Jesus did, his first thing uh, he did before that was rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the holidays can be stressful and, and busy, but it's important to to focus on resting well. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that we can get caught up in that busyness and just say like, oh, like it's because it's the holidays. There's an excuse to be busy, but but no, your rest is so important. Your spiritual and, and physical well being are important, um, and, and so that can go like ask your ask yourself the questions of how do I rest well? Like, yeah. are you introvert, extrovert? Do you need to be around people? Do you need, uh, need your space away from people? Like, especially in the holidays when there's a ton of people, you need yes. to know which way you rest well <laughs> yeah, in that yeah, aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you get rest from reading books, watching TV, exercising. Um, okay. Also sleep. Yep. Like, are you getting enough sleep? Are you staying up late, partying up with the fam, getting up <laughs> early for Christmas? Like, yeah. um, also like, is there a possibility of like practicing Sabbath? Like if you haven't s- stepped into trying to practice the Sabbath and you have some time to step away, take one day a week and try to do nothing. Like do fill your day up with the things that are restful for you mm-hmm. and try to be, unproductive in a work sense, but productive in a rest sense. Mm. That's good. Yeah. And like so much of that resonates, you know, like, (laughs) and and part of it is we have this time of the holiday where maybe you don't see your family that often. And so you feel this pressure. It's like, I got to invest every moment trying to Mm -hmm. connect with people and love people and be with them. But again, if you go a hard semester, or even if it was a good semester, by the end of 18 weeks of school or work, like you're just, you're just tired, you yeah. know, like yeah. that's just part of what it means to, to, to live. It's like, you need some of these breaks. And if you go that, that chunk, like you run the race and then you get to this place where the holidays could be restful and you don't rest, you're going to start January, like already mm-hmm. fatigued. And you're going to try to run the next 18 to 20 weeks yeah. as someone, a college student or young adult. And it's like, you never gave yourself that break to really yeah. rest. And that's why it can be so key. Just like, again, another reset. Yeah, that's good. Also, the amount of times that like I've gone home and say like, oh, I'm resting just because I'm not like doing school or work. Mm. And then got to the end of break and I was like, oh, I never actually rested. Like I just <laughs> didn't didn't do the norm, do the normal stuff. Yeah. And then I started in January feeling like hot garbage <laughs> because I hadn't rested well. I'm like, Oh, like first week of January back, I need like two weeks off. Like <laughs> I need some vacation time. It's like, I just didn't intentionally rest one of those times. Mm-hmm. So, And being willing to sacrifice to find rest, mm-hmm. you know, communicate it well and tell the people around you. It's like, hey, I actually need an hour by myself, even though your friends from back in high school want to hang out and your family wants to like, even though you have all these people pulling at you, like being able to communicate that what you need and and sacrifice for that is so key. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I know we could stay up and watch elf for the 12,000th time, (laughs) but I actually probably should go to bed. And you're like, Oh, well that's such a buzzkill. No, it is. But then you're going to be better tomorrow so that you can actually love and care for people tomorrow rather than staying up to midnight watching home alone again, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, let's do the last one. You want to hit it? You want sure, to let's do it. Yeah. Um, the last one, and for me, maybe most important when it comes to going home for the holidays, just because I can be very kingdom mindset. And anyways, <laughs> let me just get it out there. Uh, live missionally, right? Like Matthew twenty eight nineteen, the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples. And so, to live missionally when you go back home for the holidays is to continue to connect with people, continue to point them towards Jesus. 
holidays put us alongside people we don't often get to see quite as much. Whether it's mm-hmm. your immediate family, whether it's your extended family, whether it's your old friends, whether it's your old coworkers, if you pick up a, a, a holiday job, like you find yourself in spaces alongside whole new groups of people where you have new set of influence. And a temptation is to say, well, I just invested when I was back at school or I invest when I'm at my job, but when I'm home, like this is the place where I'm I'm resting and I'm and I'm connecting and it's good. You need to have that personal time, but do not take off, uh, take time off of the mission of God. Like you mm-hmm. need to continue to love people, to care for people, to tell them about Jesus, and to live missionally. The reason I probably say this one is the most important is because like, it, it's it. This is the conversation of heaven and hell. Like this is the conversation of the gospel, and yeah. so living missionally is is what we do. I. I if we're going to do anything, like we need to be telling people about Jesus. It's not just about watching the, the holiday movies or creating memories. It's not just about like opening the presents or even just going to, to the services. Like those are all good things, but more than anything else, like we need to, people need to know that Jesus loves them and he died for them. So take this opportunity and tell people about Jesus and love them like Jesus would have. Yeah. You don't have to make it like super hard. No, uh, uh-uh. don't, don't go home and like, put just a bunch of pressure yeah, on yourself. If yeah. you if you go to a Christmas Eve service with your family on the drive home, be like, "Hey, what did you think about this?" Like, super good. Let it float in there. Yeah. It'll happen way more naturally than you think. No, yeah, and just like being at work, you know. So I, a lot of times when I was a college student, I would go back and I'd pick up some extra shifts at the pancake house when I was back, and I would just ask people like, "Hey, do you celebrate Christmas?" And that, that even something yeah. as simple as that would be like, yes, I do, but I'm not a follower of Jesus or like, no, I don't because I don't, I don't believe. And like, even that sparks some conversation where it's like, okay, why? You know, like just something <laughs> as simple as that, you know, like we get it all worked up in our heads, but it's like, Hey, what are you doing for Christmas? And it's like, Oh, we're opening presents. Have you ever gone to church on Christmas? And they're like, well, no, I don't believe. And it's yeah. like, why not? You know, it's that simple. And now mm-hmm. you're in your, you're in this conversation where you're telling someone about the grace of Jesus, yeah. but it just started by asking them about their holiday plans. Yeah. And with family, you know, it's like it can be it can be harder probably than mm-hmm. coworkers because there's a lot of other things entangled yeah, in that dynamics. But just encouraging people, like if mm-hmm. you have a passion for Jesus, maybe it means that on Christmas you give a little bit more of your focus to Jesus than presents. And your family's always like, "Oh, you've always really loved your Christmas presents, but really you you are taking time to go slow and to mm-hmm. and to and to read this Christmas story or to pray or something mm-hmm. like that." And that that can show like a huge. And now they're asking you questions rather than you feeling like you need to spew out all this Christian yeah. information or so lingo. Good. What are we yeah. got three just quick tips of what it would look like to live missionally back home? Let's yeah. each take one. Go ahead. Uh, live differently. This is something that like I've been super passionate about. Mm. It's like, if I'm a Christian, I don't want to at all look like the world. Mm. Like, um, we've talked about it a few times, I think on the podcast that like people are going to assume that like, if you call yourself a Christian, that you're living out the faith perfectly. And so if you're calling yourself a Christian, but like continuing to act like the world, then they're going to say, okay, you're just like me. Like, what's the reason for following Jesus? Mm. Or if like you're continuing to, um, like, you know, hurt, slander, say like whatever, like not live in the ways of Jesus. Um, people are going to assume like that's the best way. Um, but if Jesus has changed your life, like that should automatically flow out of you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um, regardless of where you're at. Yeah. No matter <clears throat> yeah. where you're at, like that will, will overflow that will, out of the abundance. Um, like that will go like if Jesus is the main focus of your life, you can't help but talk about him. Um, 
And Second Corinthians 5.17 says this perfectly. It says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. That, that you are a new person. That, you know, if you, you know, came to know Jesus while, you know, you're here um, at Oasis or, or whatever, your time away from family, um, you get the opportunity to go back and be a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And what a testimony to, to your family, to your friends, um, to go back and be like, wait, that they're different. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about them that's changed. And I always call it the common denominator, but if they notice a change and they notice the one thing that also has changed is that you're a Christian, that you follow Jesus, like, like, oh, okay. So there is something to this Jesus thing. Yeah. And, and the temptation I think is when we go home, there's so many temptations or like prompts to go back to what, what, mm-hmm. what so like yeah. you're back in your old bedroom where you struggled with that, that thing with that person or whatever, you know, and you're like, you're all of a sudden back in that mindset or you're back at your house and like, you've got siblings around or parents around who for years, like your relationship maybe mm-hmm. hasn't been perfect or it's been frustrating and you found yourself lacking patience and quick to anger or like having outbursts. And now you're a different person, but you're back in that setting and the people are still the same. And you're like, well, I'm just going to, and, and you don't probably don't process and think, well, I'm still going to act like the way that I used to. No, no, it just flows out of you because mm-hmm. that's what you've yeah. always, like you have 17, 18, 19 years of practice of maybe acting a certain way alongside your family. But if you're different now, go back and live differently. Like mm-hmm. show them that you're, or <laughs> like even, you know, you go home and your parents do all the cooking and the cleaning and the preparing. So you as a kid, you never really had to do anything. But now if Jesus tells us to, and, and then the second one is, I'll just flow into it, is love sacrificially. Like Mark ten forty five tells us the son of man didn't come to serve or to be served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. So if you go home, like don't take it as like this opportunity just to sit back and be lazy where your parents are going to cook all their meals and they're going to clean because it's their house and they're going to wrap the Christmas presents. Like show up with this, expectation to serve it's like hey mom how can i help set the table or like Mm -hmm. hey can i help wrap those christmas presents hey is there any chores that i can do today your parents probably sit back and be like what is going on you know (laughs) like i haven't had they haven't done a chore since they were seven you know and i (laughs) promised them a toy to do it but now they're Mm -hmm. you have this disposition where as people we want to serve and that will Mm rat like hey your parents come home and you did the dishes Mm mm-hmm they're like, wait, what? It's like, oh, actually, I wanted to serve you guys. And they're like, whoa, whoa hold up. Like, what, is, what has happened to you? Like, parents, I've heard conversations where parents are like, I have no idea what you did with my child. But you're like, hey, I know Jesus, and he tells me that I'm a servant. So you yeah. serve. Like, that's mm-hmm. the just loving sacrificially like that can be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or take the time to find out how your family and friends want to be loved. You yeah. need to be mm-hmm. loved. You need to sit down and have a conversation with someone just because they need time with you. Mm-hmm. Like, do you need to give your mom a hug every morning because she's mm. physical touch? Like, and I even think like out. what it looks like to have conversations in a way we typically don't. Mm. You know, like maybe your family has the habit where you sit on the couch and you watch TV together, yeah. or you eat supper and you just eat and you leave. You know, what would it look like for you to ask intentional com- questions there, mm-hmm. just like, hey, like, how are you doing? Yeah, where it's like, why do you care how I'm doing? <laughs> you never asked that in your life, but it's like, oh, I actually care now. I love you. You know, yeah. I love you in a different way. I've always loved you, but I love you like Christ. And so like, I care about how you're like, hey, is there any way I can be praying for you? And your parents like, what? You know, <laughs> like you pray. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And then you ask us, it's a simple thing like that, but it shows just the sacrificial love where, no, mm-hmm. I, I care for you in a deeper way than I ever have because Jesus has called me to that. Yeah. Super good. 
So Lesson. then, yeah, number three, speak truth and love. So First Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So be prepared to, to speak about the gospel. Yeah. Do you speak about what he's done in your life, why you live differently, why you're loving sacrificially, why you're serving. Um, but do so with a gentleness and respect, especially mm-hmm. if you're faced with an opposition of like, why would you be this way? Like, what's what's wrong with you? Why are you different? Yeah. Like, be prepared to, to speak that truth in love um, because God cares about those people around you and and he wants to know them or he wants them to know him. It's good. The same way that you do. That's awesome. Anything else? Nope. We're good? I don't think so. Good. All right. We That's hope you it. have a great holiday. I mean, we'll see you next week on the podcast. But um, until then, peace out, Oasis people. Bye. Bye.